This is Pro Wrestling's only modern day Viking Gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. Oh, my God. We've we've had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 331, staying in the spotlight. A big thank you to our sponsors at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com for some amazing pro wrestling gear from former professional wrestler Al Snow, my good friend and boss. Check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. While you're there picking up some merchandise, use the promo code in the ticker below, JKPODCAST, and get yourself 10% off your entire purchase. Not just the first time, but every single time. If you want to stay hydrated while gaming, podcasting, or even just going out for that little stroll down the streets, make sure that you pick up some Rogue Energy for yourself. RogueEnergy.com has some amazing sugar-free, gluten-free, all these different frees. Drinks available for you to keep you hydrated with no sugar, less crash than all those other sports drinks or energy drinks out there, check out RogueEnergy.com. Use the promo code OLEPODS for 10% off your order. We welcome you here today for a huge discussion of things that maybe are not always discussed by other podcasters, and that's why we are here. Over there is Chris Best. Down below is the <clears throat> OMD. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic. Looking forward to uh, unwrapping a lot of these stories. A lot of these stories have a lot of uh, long-term implications from what I'm seeing tonight. So we got Ed Fries in the crowd. Yes. Good Ed, to see you, Ed. Thank you for coming in. If you guys are a fan of NXT, make sure that at about 10.10 or 10.15 tonight that you are checking out Taking Over with Ed and Astrid Pizarro, the natural one herself, right here on our local establishment. You guys are going to be in for an amazing show from them tonight. Oh, yeah. Throwback, thank you so much for coming in. It's been a while, and I've missed you, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You've always been a constant when it comes to Turnbuckle Talk, and for that, I thank you. OMD, how are you doing tonight? I am doing well. I had my first day back at my old job. 
and it was fantastic. I felt reinvigorated, and now we're here to talk wrestling. So good. Day couldn't get any better. My friend, how is Brody? I'm sure growing like a weed and just terrorizing. Nah, probably not terrorizing, but I'm sure keeping you very busy. I've been there myself, and oh man, what a blessing it is. Absolutely. What a blessing it is. We're going to start off tonight with uh, maybe a name that is a little bit controversial, but not necessarily for controversy within the world of professional wrestling. We're talking controversial in the state of Florida, and that is Governor Ron DeSantis. And I wouldn't just say just in Florida, in the U.S. in general. (laughs) Right, right. In the entirety of the USA. I need to turn my... There we go. This is going to be better. That, okay. Okay. Yeah, now you're right in between the logos, man. <laughs> Jeez, I'm like, keep on moving over, over, over. It's just not working out very well. <laughs> Governor Ron DeSantis apparently asked for a private show at the WWE Performance Center. And we're yeah. going to talk about who broke this news. He is he is one and almost 32 inches 30 pounds already? Wow. Just wow. growing. Holy crap. Yep. Oh, that warms my heart. That makes me so happy. So happy to hear that. That means that things are healthy for yes. Brody. And that's yes. all that matters. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just makes me happy, man. Absolutely. <laughs> As dads ourselves ourselves yeah governor ron desantis he gets himself into a little bit of issues you know a presidential candidate um you know trying to to run for president um seeming to have a never-ending war with the walt disney corporation itself um, likes to kind of maybe destroy future world champion. Yes, definitely. <laughs> he likes to, uh, to maybe let loose a little bit and, um, isn't against professional wrestling. We'll put it that way. Yeah. No, I, I mean, he, he was at the forefront of bringing WWE's, uh, performance center to, to orlando Mm -hmm. he's also trying to get the headquarters moved down to florida as well (laughs) yes Yes. he also wants the hall of fame built in florida as well yes he was also a huge advocate for the thunderdome and promised them essentially any stadium they wanted yeah right so this isn't something that's only happened once apparently the wwe occasionally is doing private shows for him and his family This, at least, is according to Steph DeLander, the former Mm -hmm. WWE star who wrestled in NXT as uh, Persia. Right. Currently serving as the muscle for the indie god Matt Cardona, revealed in an interview with Vice that was originally posted to her TikTok that kind of made its way to some more different platforms. Uh, Where she says, we got called in on a Saturday night that Ron DeSantis wanted to have a wrestling show for his kids. 
I think it's very interesting that um, we have. So when it comes to professional wrestling, when it comes to this world, right, it right. seems to be very cliche, I mm-hmm. guess, almost like it's a very niche type of market and people that enjoy professional wrestling. Right. But to find out that Ron DeSantis is a fan of professional wrestling and that he has even gone as far as to paying to have private shows done leads me to ask who's money, but we can maybe get into that a little bit more. Chris, I want to get, I want, I want to hear your side of this. What do you think of, of Ron DeSantis, a very polarizing name in the United States of America, getting to have, private shows from the wwe this feels like he's flaunting his money that's exactly what it feels like like oh i i can i can get my kids these private wrestling shows and these wrestlers have to do it. and i know that nxt the, the people at the performance center have put on their own shows for themselves and that was more for them to you know get familiarized with doing shows right, right. um but this whole ronda santis flaunt uh, paying people to do a private show just it irks me a little bit there's a lot of it from what i've read was during the pandemic era okay so (laughs) it really it it kind of bugs me that a a leader a political leader is doing this while telling everybody else to stay home exactly no that's a very good point omd what you got and I'm interested in that aspect because was he sitting ringside behind the glass, especially if this happened during the pandemic, or did they put him up in a special box with his family and his friends? But it also strikes me as if you take a look and you compare that situation to Saudi Arabia, where they've spent billions of dollars on this 10-year deal, and it's essentially for the royal family over in Saudi Arabia. Right. Lately, it hasn't felt like for the royal family, though. No, it, no hasn't. It, it hasn't felt like it, but that's essentially what it's for. But mm-hmm. they open it up because they are trying to be more liberal inclusive and more free and inclusive into their culture. Right. Um, so why doesn't Ron DeSantis just attend a show? Buy a Skybox, attend SmackDown, attend NXT. And OMD is not right, uh, not wrong there either, because we've had we've had political uh, people go to the shows. Bill Clinton's been to a few uh, Raws, a few SmackDowns. Donald Trump, right. Donald Trump, Arnold Schwar- uh, Schwarzenegger when he was the governor of California, he he brought he went to SmackDown and beat up Vince McMahon. <laughs> yep, Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura was the forefront of bringing wrestling back to Minnesota when he was the governor. Yep. Yep. So you've got all these other examples of political figures in wrestling. Yeah. So why can't he just, you know, attend a show, be Vince or Triple H's guest? Yeah. Right. It almost seems like he was just throwing a, a, a birthday party or the kid wanted a birthday party with that or something. Right. And yeah. Right. Ed letting us know that he has nothing good to say about Mr. DeSantis, so he is going to refrain from commenting here. And 
the Saudi shows are propaganda, plain and simple, he says. Yeah. So, and I, I, I would tend to agree with that. I think that as well, that's what the Saudi shows are, unfortunately. <laughs> and the conflicting thing with me, too, is like the Saudi shows, yes, they are propaganda shows, but they've actually been pretty entertaining at the same time. Thankfully, very, they have been. They have since, have since, since they got those Saudi shows away from bringing back these part-time 60-year-old guys who can still deliver a three-minute squash. Right. Yeah. Although I still got to laugh when they did the Greatest Royal Rumble. They asked for Yokozuna, the Ultimate Warrior, and wrestlers who had long <laughs> passed away. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Sadly. I think um, they may not get the professional wrestling all the time. Yeah. So that's that's the other thought I've had too, right. is maybe they were, maybe they're a number of years behind us or something like that. You know, that could very well be. Yeah. I don't no, know. It hurts was, my brain just, to think about it though. Yeah. This is just Ron DeSantis flaunting his money saying, look what I can do with my kids. And again, like I said, most of the, most of the shows he paid for, I saw were during the pandemic era, which okay. was totally wrong in my opinion. Yep. But as you stated, is whose money? Is it his own money? Is it is it the state of Florida's money from political donations? Is it the state of Florida's? Is it the taxpayers? Well, no, there is no tax down in Florida. There's no state tax, right? So I mean, yeah, like that's for me at least the biggest question is so okay, he's getting this done, but whose money is it actually? Yeah, mm. is it state money? Is it campaign money? For him just to take some time for himself, let's say. I don't know. Will we know? Maybe at some point, but probably not. You're right. I really, it just, it irks me that he did that. It does me as well. Like, I mean, okay, so I I would be okay with it if it's his own money. Yeah. Yeah. He gets a hold of somebody. Hey, you know, I want to throw a really awesome birthday party for my kid. Something like that, right? Yeah. I could get that. And, I mean, and let's ask this. How long was the show? Like, was it a two-hour show? Was it a three-hour show? Or was it only in, like, an hour. Or was it, were the kids allowed to go and hit the ropes? Were they allowed a a training session? Yeah, was it, like, a full day at the PC or whatever? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to do a little bit more investigating into it and find out and see if we can. And hopefully we don't hurt our brains trying to do so. Hopefully not. There is somebody who is legitimately hurt right now, though. Thankfully, it's not her brain that is hurt, but apparently just a shoulder situation and injury. And apparently we're going to be seeing this person out of action for a while. Because of a segment that happened last night on Monday Night Raw. Liv Morgan apparently is suffering from an actual injury. And this whole angle last night was a way for her to be able to take a little bit of time off to get this dealt with. 
we do know, Chris, I know that you have, uh, you, you've spoken about it a little bit as well as OMD. There is another person who is injured as well. Chris. Mm -hmm. That would be Kevin Owens as legitimate injury. I didn't see what, I didn't read what the injury was though. So can somebody clarify me on what that is or. It is a rib injury. That's what I thought because it looked like he was nursing something when he came out for his promo last night. But this this sucks that Liv is hurt because I wanted her and Rhea at SummerSlam. I really I did. Right, We <laughs> all did. Um, the problem is, and I mean, like, she just came back from a shoulder injury. Yeah, and I was going to point that out, too, because he, she's not the first one to have done that. Sami Zayn did that, too. He hurt a shoulder on his first match back. Yep. Uh, now, I mean, Liv got a couple of months in and then back on the shelf. Yeah. So how long is she out for now? There's no set date on how long she's going to be out for. I guess that's going to be determined on the doctors. And I'm assuming she's going to go to the doctors in Alabama because they're the best ones for the, that kind of orthopedic surgery. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm I don't gonna, know. It sucks. Me having suffered a shoulder injury, I was only down and out for a couple of weeks. But if it's a torn rotator cuff, she's looking at about a nine month injury. Yeah, but I mean, it could be a rotator cuff, it could be a labrum, it could be a separation, it could be anything. We just don't have. Labrum, if it's a labrum, she's gone for about a year. Right. Yeah, we just don't right. have. We don't have the specifics. Yeah. But no, it sucks that she's hurt, and I wish her the best uh, and speedy recovery. We want you back, Liv. We love you. <laughs> Yeah, we all love you here at the show. Well, so. she'll get ready to come back, and then she can join the motherhood crew of uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss. You can't say that. You can't say the motherhood. You're going to offend too many people. We talked yeah. about this last night, man. Yeah, I know. Oh, we talked but about no, that. I'm I'm wondering now, do they speed up this whole Raquel Rodriguez injury angle and bring her back right away now? Because it seemed like it was written in stone that we were going to get Rhea and uh, Liv. Right. Or is this a time that someone someone else returns? Could there be an, an, another return that comes that, you know, is now going to avenge the, uh, you know, beatdown of Liv Morgan? Or there's so many different ways right. and different angles that we can go about it. Um mm -hmm. But I think that they are going to fast track the right. Raquel injury and bring her back up for it. Yeah, I, I'm going to pose this. I'm going to pose this question, and your point is very legitimate. But there is a match going to happen tonight on NXT, right? That has Rhea Ripley versus Lyra Valkyria. Could right. we see? Lyra get the stunning upset tonight and then challenge at SummerSlam. I mean, that's a, that's a huge possibility. Uh, yeah. It was, but, I was going to say that we've had, we've had NXT matches on main roster in the past. So why yep. not? Why not? You know? Yep. And especially if you want to start bringing some of these people up, but if there's one person from NXT that I would like to see take on Rhea Ripley, it's Tiffany Stratton. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If, yes. 
eventually, yes, I'm not quite sold on Tiffany. She's she's admitted herself she's still got some work to do. Oh yeah, she uh, still she, a little bit green. But I remember um I remember her saying some time ago that she was asked to come to the main roster, but she decided to stay down because she wanted to uh get her skills more up to par than where she absolutely. is right now. Absolutely, absolutely, and all the credit to her for that. <clears throat> But then the Kevin Owens injury leads to what's happening with the tag team titles. Okay, so here's right. my thought on this, because Kevin's been killing it on the promos. We could still very well see Kevin showing up on a, on a weekly basis, but more of like in a managerial role. Yeah. So that we can still see uh, that they are still the tag team champions and whatnot. Yeah, right. And because they are in a tag team, you can take it. You can probably put Kevin Owens still on the corner and have Sammy just take the brunt of the punishment, as it were. You know. Fantastic comment, throwback. Um, I love the idea, as I am a huge Cora Jade fan. Um, but we will defer. Is he saying Jade Cargill? <laughs> <laughs> but I would actually no. def- I would actually defer that. To the to Ed and Astrid later on tonight with taking over. <laughs> we are going to talk a little bit of NXT because Throwback is bringing it up here, and I, I absolutely love when this stuff happens. Not even on our docket for tonight, but we saw Dirty Dom take the North American Championship from Wesley on NXT, and I think that that he's got a very good point here, where he says that title the North American title should be for someone that is NXT's workhorse in NXT. To me, the North American title is like the NXT intercontinental championship Mm -hmm. title. So someone like dragon Lee or even one of the Creed brothers should maybe be the person that is holding. I mean, I think even Wesley was perfectly fine holding that championship, but in the big picture of the judgment day, I don't know. Well, yeah. right now we've got, and it, uh, they're, the Judgment Day is doing the whole dominating thing because right now they are pretty much without Finn Balor being a champion. They are pretty much a golden stable right now. Right. Um, right. But I don't want to step on any shoes. But I believe we saw Wesley come out and challenge Dong earlier tonight on NXT. Okay. Good. Yes, I I did. See that I do have NXT on in the background. It's just muted because I'm focused on this show. Um, so yeah, um, I completely agree that you know it is. It's that next step. Mm-hmm. You look right. at a guy like Carmelo Hayes, and look what he did with that, and then pushed himself to the title. Right. Um, I'm going to suggest Ilya Dragunov, Joe Gacy. Uh, Joe Gacy, I'd like to see more top. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, so, and I mean, there are so many credible talents in NXT that could do it. But yes, I love, I love the idea of Judgment Day being on everything and having a title with the exception of Finn just about everywhere. Right. So one of my favorite NXT North American champions 
He's a very polarizing figure, but I loved him as the champ was Velveteen Dream. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. I think he did, he did good things for that championship. I mm -hmm. think he did. Very, very polarizing. I completely agree. Um, it's a shame that his career wound up the way it did. Yeah. Um, right. Because I had him in that same level as Dolph Ziggler and even Sean. Yeah. Throwback's got a good uh, suggestion here. Have Kevin Owens be like the Shawn Michaels when he was hurt leading up to Mania 14. Good idea. Yeah, I think that that could clearly work. Yeah, because he was uh, he was protected by Hunter and by Mike Tyson during that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he's he's asking, but really Dom having it is like a slap in the face to the legacy of that championship. You know, those have, have held it before, like Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, etc. So what do you guys think? Do you think that Dominic having the North American championship is that slap in the face like throwback feels? Do you guys feel the same or do you feel differently? No, Chris, start because, with you. Uh, no, because I think uh, I'm actually happy that he's finally got himself a singles title and that he's, he basically did it on his own without daddy's help in Rey Mysterio. Um, okay. I feel like it won't, it doesn't hurt the title in any way. The title builds him. That's my, that's my thought yep. on it. I, I completely agree with that. And he's defending it on raw on SmackDown on NXT really yep. is how, there to help solidify the importance of NXT as a whole. Yes. I was just going to, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it brings more exposure to NXT getting one of their titles onto the main roster. I know we've had Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler for the NXT title on Raw. It'll be it'll be just like remember when Kevin Owens was the NXT champion and he showed up yep. on the main roster and had that feud with John Cena yep. before actually dropping the belt uh, to uh, Finn Balor. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a very valid argument. I'm in the same vein as throwback here. I really don't think that this is good for the legacy of that title. So, Chris, you had said something that kind of struck me a little bit. You said the title is making Dom. That's... No, no, no. It should never be that way. You're... A championship should never make the competitor. The competitor makes the championship. And I'm only yes. saying that based off of a one week reign right now. So like we're still very in very much so in the early stages. I've right. read somewhere that he's uh, just mostly going to be a placeholder champion until so, uh, somebody else wins it back. I can't remember the name they mentioned that that was mentioned. No, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to say this. I agree. I understand where Carl's coming from. And I don't think that the champion makes Dom. I think it's bringing Dom more heat. Uh, but I do think that he can give that title a little more credibility because it's on the main roster. Yes, Dom did not go through the NXT ranks because of how he was trained, who he was trained by. He was just pushed right to the main roster. Okay, hold up. So we've had, this is a great discussion, by the way. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Throwback, for, for throwing this out here, okay? 
you guys are both are kind of saying, hey, this is good for that championship. This is good for the exposure. This is good for NXT. Could we not have done the exact same thing by having Wes Lee just compete on Raw or SmackDown? Did we really need Dominic? Because this whole heat on Dominic thing is really starting to get old. Okay. Right? You mm-hmm. can hear, you can hear slightly that the boos when Dominic talks are starting to get a little quieter and quieter. People are losing interest in that right. now. I don't think that Dominic having Dominic having that North American championship for me does absolutely nothing for NXT because of the heat that Dominic has already because Dominic is just a dick. That's all he is. That's all people care about. People care about booing him. They don't give a shit about what he is actually doing. So for him to hold a championship, people are going to be like, I don't give a crap about that championship because Dominic has it. So can I, Make it, can I make a that. comparison here? Please. When we went back a few years ago when they were shoving Roman Reigns down our throats as a face and pushing him to be the face of the company. Okay. Are you putting Dom in that same type of category? Dominic is nowhere even near a Roman Reigns. Nowhere near a Roman Reigns <laughs> at all. Dominic has some heat. Yeah. People like to boo Dominic. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all Dom has. That's all Dominic has for, for, for me in my in my vision. What my eyes see, these right. blue eyes, what they see is that people yeah. just hate Dominic Mysterio and they don't give a shit about what actually happens with Dominic right. as long as they get to go boo. Right, and I know they have Dominic on their screen or in their presence. And people want to crap on Dominic because he didn't have to do the NXT run because he was trained by his dad, by Jay Lethal, and was just pushed right to the main roster. You know what? I give all the credit in the world to what Dominic has done. Yeah, from working with Daddy, from coming in, from leaving that that wing of Rey Mysterio to going out and doing this stuff. He has really grown. He has really yeah. made good for himself. He has shown that he can be that professional wrestler. Yeah. He's done it. And kudos to him. I am so happy and thankful for that. But that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. They're still shoving Roman down our throats. It's true. It's they true. Are, they um, are. You're, you're I right. wanted to say, like, the the exposure to NXT that I was thinking about was uh, basically like how they used to do title changes on superstars, how they do title changes on Raw, that kind of thing. So, like, if you if you miss this title change, you got to tune into NXT next week to see if there's going to be another championship that changes hands. You know, right, right, right. But but I think with a lot of that, a lot of people are smart on the business. They, they, right. A lot of people are pretty smart on the business. And if something like that does happen where a title change happens on a show that is outside of a pay-per-view or a PLE. Yeah. It's not going to happen again for a while. No. And people know that. So they're yeah. not going to be tuning in to be like, oh, but shit, I- there's going to be another change of something. 
in, in retrospect, I totally agree with you that uh, maybe we should have had just Wesley show up with the uh, the North American Championship, yeah, maybe no, defended I, on Raw, defended on SmackDown, even defended on main event if you if you really want to. I, I yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, Wesley is a fantastic competitor, um, and oh, Ed saying Dom winning was the perfect choice. Um. But Throwback also suggested Nathan Frazier to mm. win the title. And I agree. Mm. And that's that's the other thing I want to think of, because I want to compare this to, this is going to be a very, very harsh comparison, but when uh, Rick Rude beat the Ultimate Warrior for the Intercontinental title, Rick Rude was a massive, massive heat magnet during that time. Oh, yeah. So yep. when, he, when he beat Warrior, there was a lot of heat on Rude, because he beat Warrior for the Intercontinental title, cheated with Bobby Heenan pinning down Warrior's legs. But this was designed to build Warrior to the World Heavyweight, to the WWE Championship. So could yeah. we see this being a build for Wesley to the NXT Heavyweight title? Go ahead, OMD, before I give my thoughts. I'm going to say no. I don't think Wesley is built for the Heavyweight title. He's been a tag team champion everywhere he's wrestled. The fact that he's finally attained attained some singles gold mm -hmm. was good for him. But no, I don't think it's going to get him to the title. Even if he when he goes to the main roster, I see him being IC or US champion at best. So because we're talking about Dom right now, it just popped up on the screen at NXT Great, Great American Bash. We're going to have Mustafa Ali and uh wesley challenging dom for the north american championship okay okay but there's a there we go there's another problem i have is and i realize that mustafa ali is a free agent after the draft that happened several months ago but these main roster guys going down to nxt and getting these title shots all right carl what do you got to say <laughs> and i know i just contradicted myself about dom <laughs> first chris to your point um that comparison while makes it's miles sense, apart i know 100 because back then there would have been just the one show mm -hmm. whereas this is essentially the wwe but with three different shows right that don't all get the same exposure with the same fan base back right. then the WWE had its full fan base. You didn't have those that were like, yay, Sunday night main event. That's all I ever watched. No, they yeah. were like, we watch WWE, right? Yeah. Um, we watch superstars. We watch wrestling challenge. We watch primetime wrestling. <laughs> to your point, OMD, you are part of the problem instead of being part of the solution right okay. now. By continuing to say back down to NXT. No, right. no, 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 no. We need to, to get NXT. the mentality of NXT is just as important as SmackDown, as just as important as Raw. So yeah. they're just three separate shows all underneath the one umbrella. 
And the more that we as fans get away from down back down to NXT, making it seem as though it's it's a punishment of sorts right. to be sent back down. If we change our way of thinking on that and simply go, listen, they got an opportunity on NXT. Yep. It will go so much further and more mm. people will be apt to go. Maybe I need to watch some more yep. NXT throwback says, okay, Ali would make sense with the few and you know, the feud with, with, uh, with Lee, with Wesley definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. DIY should reform and beat Owen and Zane. Um, keep that under wraps for right now. Could be some stuff coming down the pipe. Okay. That's all I got to say about that right now before I get more information Sunday night. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, throwback. That's, that's kind of the point that I was getting to, right? At yeah. this point, NXT is just a brand all on its own and it's not and, really. And that's, and that's why I've, I've lower level saying moving up or going down. I say moving over, you know? Right. 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 And that's, that's a good way to put it too. And, I don't, I'm not mad at you, OMD. No, I'm not, no. I'm not <laughs> belittling no, you no. at all. Like that was, I'm just using that as an example. Oh, absolutely. You I, it, right. I he completely loves, get it. <laughs> oh yeah. I actually got into a little bit of a discussion at work between about WWE, NXT and AEW today. Okay. So, and tomorrow I'm working with my one coworker who's a wrestling fan, so we're actually putting Raw back on. We're gonna watch that and push our shows, man. Oh yeah. He's, he's got he's oh, got yeah. the sites. I gave him the sites. I gave him the links. Told him to subscribe. I told him I wanted to see his ass in this sh- chat tonight, <laughs> but he wasn't coming in. So guys, did we talk about the new film Queen of the Ring? We have did not. we talk about that on the show here tonight? Not yet. Maybe we should. Oh, we should for sure. Maybe we need to take a look at a few of the names that are going to be part of this. People. Yeah. Throwback. Exactly. People shouldn't look at NXT. um, Not uh, as a development. It's a brand. At one point was the uh, number show out of four. The WWE had. Yes, Um, definitely. One point NXT was raw to SmackDown last and NXT UK was third. How mm. it goes, right? Yeah, no, and definitely. And that's that's my mentality with it. That's how yeah. I think about it. I'm gonna go through a couple of names here. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about Tony Storm. We're gonna be talking about Trin, Trinity Fatu. Um, we're gonna be talking about Camille. Uh, and and maybe even talking a little bit about Jim Ross. And uh, Jim Cornette, even. Interesting here. There is a former women's wrestler named Mildred Burke. The NWA Women's Championship is pretty much based around Mildred's championship that she held with the NWA. They have real the NWA has really held on to the legacy of Mildred Burke, and I am so so happy about that. But there is an upcoming biopic based on her life that is going to be coming up. We're going to be having Camille portray the role of June Byers, the former NWA Women's Championship 
uh, women's champion who had a storied rivalry with Burke in the 1940s and the 1950s. And apparently there is a portion of this rivalry, um, like an entire chapter is dedicated to the rivalry between Burke and Byers, which is very cool, including a 1954 match with a two out of three falls match between women, which is crazy. Yeah, and that was a fantastic match. I've watched it. The current Knockouts Women's Champion, Trinity Fatu, is going to be portraying the role of Ethel Johnson, the first ever African-American women's champion in pro wrestling history. AEW Women's Champion, Tony Storm, is going to be playing Clara Mortensen. Jim Cornette is going to star as the NWA Commissioner inside of this uh, biopic that's being done. And it is said that Jim Ross will also be hands-on with the production of the film as revealed by himself back in May. As of right now, there's no release date set for this biopic. No. What I want to talk about with this, though, is how do you guys feel about actual professional wrestlers taking on the role of a professional wrestler inside of a biopic or a film. Collect all of your thoughts, Chris. We're going to go to OMD first. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm intrigued. I love it. I mean, we've all watched The Wrestler, so you had, you know, I mean, in a lot of those cases, it was cameos because it was a Mickey Rourke movie where he was Randy the Ram. But right. he had Ernest the Cat opposite him as his nemesis right and he wrestled so, actual wrestlers in that movie too yes so i am i am okay because it lends that credibility okay and the historical aspect so the fact that they are coming out and emily bet rickards of green of arrow fame starring in the movie right in the biopic in the biopic. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that right now. I'm talking okay. to the women's but, wrestlers. But wrestling. No, I love the <laughs> I love the credibility of it and the authenticity. Okay. No, and that's that's you know what? I I agree with that. I think that it is absolutely fantastic that we're getting actual professional wrestlers to play professional wrestlers or act yeah. as professional wrestlers in a movie about a professional wrestler. Yeah. Like, yep. It just writes itself yep. people. Good Lord. Okay. Chris, I know you were like rubbing your yep. hands together. Because to you talk said, about you said, this. you said pro wrestling biopic and it made me remember I was in an, a pro in a pro wrestling biopic movie, the mass saint. Mm-hmm. And I know the director of that movie on a personal level. So when I asked him, why did you hire our local wrestlers? I went to, I was actually at the audition with uh, some of our guys. I was there with Diego da Vinci. I was there with uh, Vinny as well. And he said, because I want this to be as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. So every wrestling scene that we've seen, that we see in that movie is our, is our local guys doing their thing. And RJ City yeah. was also in the movie as well. Right. Yes, he was. <laughs> Yep. And um, 
No, so this this is what I love is when I see a pro wrestling movie, I'm always looking which wrestlers are going to be in this movie. Yes. And I actually did that today. I watched No Holds Barred, a wrestling movie. Oh, yes. So I decided to see which wrestlers were in there. We had Jake Bullet, who was played uh, uh, who was played by uh, Axe from Demolition. Jeep Swenson was in there from WCW, as was uh, uh, Stan uh, Stan Hansen was in it as well. There were a number of guys actually, and there's Zeus too. Zeus actually took some wrestling training before doing it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but no, this this excites me because as a as a filmmaker myself, I'm all about authenticity in movies. <laughs> oh, yes. of course, of course. That's not... why I left it for you for last because I knew you yeah. would have some good yeah. shit on this. And let's yeah. not forget Ready to Rumble and all the wrestlers that were in that. Yeah, and you know what though. I got to give credit to ready uh, to for ready to rumble to David uh, David Arquette because he actually did go through the in ring training and all that to prepare for the movie. So, again, right. level of authenticity there too. Yep. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I cannot wait until this biopic comes out. And I hope that it's yeah. going to go onto a streaming platform of some sort, whether yeah. it is Netflix or Amazon Prime, something like that. Please, please, I really want it to happen that way so that I can have yeah. the ability. And can, and can to I just say, it. too, that I'm glad that Camille got the role of June Byers because I've been reading and following this story for pretty close to a year, and they had a hell of a time trying to find their June Byers. Right. Right. This is perfect. And I think, yeah. I think Camille is going to be absolutely fantastic with it i think that she's going to do amazing and she, she she's yeah. got the look that june buyers had that's exactly it yes yes where was june buyers from it doesn't matter we can tell <laughs> okay, you that she Robbie. was not from <laughs> minneapolis but you know what is going to be happening in minneapolis We've got some news on the location of WWE's WrestleMania in 2025. <laughs> Minneapolis U.S. Bank Stadium is apparently where this is going to be. Now, I know, Chris, that you have, um, you know, taken a little bit of a further look into this, into the possibility of this show going to the home of the Minnesota Vikings right. and that it has been heavily discussed. What info have you found on it? So I, I actually went and looked at the stadium myself. It's a 70,000 seater arena. It's uh, the attendance record. There is 72,911 to be very precise for an NCAA tournament they did back in 2019. The one thing I'm really excited about this, about them going to Minneapolis is the fact that they are not going to a big city like New York, Los Angeles, Orlando, Dallas, or even London for that matter, as much as I do want WrestleMania in the UK at some point, I'm looking at this as a very exciting opportunity for these smaller, not so much smaller cities, but these other cities to get their chance at having mania. Of course. Of so, course. I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So OMG, in my in my you, brain, oh, yeah. in my brain, if we can go to if we can get WrestleMania to Canada, let's put it in Vancouver, please. I'd take the trip to Vancouver for it. I oh, would too. absolutely. Minnesota is close enough that I would make that trek. Oh yeah. I've it's, been it's I've been to Mania to twice. And you and I both know Carl from traveling the roads together for 
all kinds of different events, the way of life and the culture that, you know, you walk into when you do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Even just traveling the roads wrestling, uh, you know, and then for the concerts that we've gone to and, you know, house shows that we've gone to and, and stuff like that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, right now, apparently it looks as though WrestleMania 41 is going to reportedly be in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and yeah. it it's becoming more likely that it's going to be the location city planners actually reportedly leaked the information to local media outlets back in April. Yeah. And the WWE confirmed that Minneapolis was on the list of cities that they were interested in months ago as well. Yeah. They had, they had a list of like yes. 15 cities that were, yes. that I saw. one yep. of the things that WWE has been doing though of late is having cities bid on getting the major pay-per-views yeah ple's as they're called now i'm going to go Uh, on a bold prediction here because they are going to minnesota i get i get a feeling we're getting an awa themed hall Hall of fame induction here okay i think the only awa guy that's been inducted is uh well the road warriors for one and uh vern ganya so why not induct greg ganya maybe (laughs) yeah that could work. That could work at that time. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. How about introduce how about inducting the original Minnesota wrecking crew? I'd be open for sure. That. That's it's the Beverly brothers in case you're wondering, Carl. <laughs> no, it's not. Isn't it? No, let's go what? and predate the horsemen with Arn. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, yes. And Flair, because Flair was born in Minnesota as well. Okay. Flair trained the under Min- Burn as well. <laughs> yes. The, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew was the original horseman. I don't need to see Flair in another Hall of Fame. It's perfectly fine. No, that's true. <laughs> no, two of them was good enough for him. Somebody who is going to be a future Hall of Famer. And very possibly even now within the ranks of the WWE is our next topic for the night. He has a famous dad named Brian Pillman. Oh, shit. I just gave it away. We're talking about Brian Pillman Jr. He is actually teasing a huge opportunity coming his way. He says, there's a lot to come. I, can, I can't speak on it right now. It's kind of in the works. I have a huge moment, a huge opportunity coming up in my career to continue making memories, to continue coming up with new gear ideas and sharing my version of pro wrestling with you all, concluding with saying thank you for supporting me. That's only a little blurb of what he actually had there. We do know that his contract with AEW has come to an end. He is a free agent as of right now. The Varsity Blondes are no more. He is gone. But he has been seen at the WWE Performance Center. 
not just there as a fan, but actually they're working out. Which is really interesting to me because of that. It looks as though that this is a real big, strong yes that the WWE is looking to bring him in, but not making it publicly known as of right now. You, Chris, had said, um, you know, earlier about an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. I think that's exactly what we have in play right now. Oh, for sure. And can I just say that I've been a huge Brian Pillman senior fan, so I'm more excited to see his son. I loved him when he was a part of the Varsity Blonde, so it does hurt me that they that they're splitting up so that Brian so Pillman Jr. can do this thing. I I'm just so excited and so happy to see where he is going now, you know. Oh yeah. All the power to him, all the success to him, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, we've heard all the rumors. We've heard that he's been at the PC. We've heard that supposedly he'll be moving by the end of the summer. So, yes, the NDA is absolutely a viable possibility. It could also just mean that he's there visiting friends and family and just getting in his workouts and doing some training. Yeah, but the thing is, I know, unless you're doing the public tours, you only get to go to the PC by invitation. Yeah. Yeah. He has not stopped, though. He has continued on after his time with AEW on the independent circuit, uh, most recently competing for New South Wrestling in Kentucky Mm -hmm. on July 16th, uh, putting on a banger there as well as he always does. Um, I think it's great for... Brian Pillman Jr., wherever he ends up, wherever he lands, whatever is this huge opportunity is in his wrestling career, I'm just happy that we can follow along with everything that we have available to us today to be able to watch professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. We are coming up on that one hour mark, so we're going to get through these last two topics fairly quickly. Before we do, though, I want to make sure that everybody knows about our Redbubble store, carlcarafel.redbubble.com, where you can go to get yourself, hey, a Turnbuckle Talk shirt, a Monday Night Raw watch-along shirt with uh, OMD's locker room visits. <laughs> yeah. You can find Paramindful merchandise there, the Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke merchandise, Turnbuckle Studios merchandise, and a whole lot more. Go and check out carlcarafel.redbubble.com. Every time that you do, it helps this channel. It helps what we're doing. Not only are you getting some amazing gear, but you're helping to give back into this show as well poetic beauty thank you so much for coming in um i feel you've been here before but it has been a very long while since i have seen your name come across here thank you so much for stopping by once again i appreciate you we're gonna finish off today with uh two quick topics this first one thank you This first one, um, 
It kind of has me a little bit rattled, but I'm not going to go too, do, too deep into it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you guys kind of have your say on this. But um, Orange Cassidy has been working really hard as the AEW International Champion, formerly the All-Atlantic Champion. I'm glad they changed the name. I'm glad that they did. Um, but apparently... You know they did that. <laughs> apparently, he's been uh, being used backstage as well. He's been beginning to work as a producer with the recent big bill, Brian cage versus Matt Seidel, Trent tag bout on rampage as one example of a match that he has actually been involved in. Now I want, I hope you are recovering very well. I hope that it is going good. Um, I will definitely keep you in my thoughts and, and, you know, good vibes out to you 100% for recovery from your surgery. Definitely. I'm happy that you took some time for us today. I love that. OMD, give me your thoughts here on a champion within the company working as a producer as well backstage. I like it. Um, because it's, again, it's, you know, instead of relying on, the veterans and the backstage agents to produce these matches all the time. You've got somebody who is out there in the ring, taking the same bumps, interacting with that same crowd. So they're going to be able to give you a, a similar and yet a different perspective from what the backstage veterans and agents can do. So I'm, I'm good with that. And maybe he's just doing it to set himself up for his future when he becomes the veteran backstage agent and producer. Chris. Uh, I sort of see where OMD is coming from on this one, because I've had a habit of doing that in the locker room myself where wrestlers were not sure how to finish a match or anything like that. And I'd be like, well, what if you do this? What if you do that? But I kind of, I don't know if I'm, I'm just hoping that if orange Cassidy is going to be doing this producer role, and an on-again, off-again thing. I hope he doesn't do the Vern Kanye route and just keep booking wins for himself. And I got to say, there are a lot more experienced guys that are on the AEW roster. One in particular who I read was offered a spot, but did turn it down, that being Bret Hart. Okay. I, I really feel like Sting, Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn especially, because Billy Gunn's already been there, done that kind of thing with the WWE. Yep. I feel like these are the guys that you really should be listening to though, as far as how they, they are. Do it, and I mean, you know? you've got, like I said, you've got all those credible veterans, even going so far back as Arn Anderson. Mm -hmm. Right. But you're getting this, you know, same perspective in ring. I don't think these, um, like orange Cassidy going the Vern Gagne route. I don't think that's going to happen. We've seen some of these guys, even Cody did it when he booked himself. He, booked himself to lose the AEW title match. And he also booked himself to win three TNT titles though. Yes. It but it was actually AEW turning down Bret Hart. Yeah. To come in as a producer and agent. Anyway, you slice it, there's going to be polarizing views on it. I myself am not really a fan of it. I think that we can use other people like Cole Cabana, um, you know, Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, guys like that, um, Jerry and Lynn, that, and those are two guys that no character development. So, right, Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko, yeah, right, like, and and I mean, okay, so these, okay, 
Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko, Pat Buck, Sarah Stock, Jimmy Jacobs, Cole Cabana. These are all guys that are all, or, and girls, sorry. These are all people who are already working as producers for AEW and Ring of Honor. Do we really need any more? Do we really need Orange Cassidy coming in there and doing it as well? I can understand if said person is on the injured list mm-hmm. and they're not on television that they are going to be like, Hey, you know what? Like, let me learn from you. I want to learn the producing side of things. I want some of your wisdom. And then they allow them to produce a matchup, right? Like I, that yeah, I yeah. can understand, yeah. but why, especially if you have a champion on your roster, are you spreading them so thin? Because now they've got to perform. And as a champion, you're performing multiple times, multiple nights, multiple appearances, plus now trying to put producing on top of all of that. And there's a lot that needs to go into producing a matchup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why are we doing that to our current stars? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, and and especially our champions. Yeah. Let them be the champion. And if they, you know, have, if, if you have nothing for them, if creative has nothing for them, perfect opportunity, come back here and learn this. Yeah. Because we see you doing this in the future. I mean, that's what Tyson kid and Jason Jordan both did. Both got injured though at the same were injured and so they're like okay well maybe i want to learn how to other aspects of the business so i can help out where i can yeah. right but i i tend to agree with you that there, there's a real fine line with the orange cassidy being a champion and being a producer at the same time that's a lot of work being a former champion myself and helping to produce matches at the same time it's a pain in the dick yes it is yes it is there is one guy that I think that could probably do it though. And this guy is always ready. Yes, we're talking about Matt Cardona right now. And no, I I wouldn't even think that Matt Cardona could do that. Working champion and producing. I don't even think that he could. But the one half of one half of the WWE women's tag team champions is still as seen in our graphic here for this show staying in the spotlight and it's very interesting how he has been doing this i absolutely love it so his wife chelsea green is right now one half of the women's tag team champions in the wwe matt cardona has gone as far as flaunting a replica title of chelsea green's championship when going out and doing shows when going out with steph delander and making a name for himself keeping himself relevant and this i think because i am somebody who enjoys disney oh yeah and i am somebody who enjoys professional wrestling i loved to see that Matt Cardona sent out a tweet setting, saying, I 
am a man of my word. I celebrated my DDT Pro Universal Championship win at Tokyo Disneyland with Steph DeLander. Yes, sporting a Chippendale-style hat. He was accompanied by Steph DeLander for a picture in front of Cinderella's castle in Tokyo Disneyland with the DD Pro, DDT Pro Championship. I absolutely love Matt Cardona. Parrish, oh, how you too. doing? Parrish, so good to friend. see you. Thank you for coming in. You're going to have to rewatch Parrish. this episode because it has been it, explosive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. I job. forgot to write down times, but I'm going to have to go back so that I can write down times so that we can clip some shit out of this one here. Oh, yeah. yeah. OMD, let's start with you. What do you what do you think of Matt Cardona and and him keeping his relevancy within the world of professional wrestling with these antics? Let's say, you know what? I to a point, I love it because, you know, he's keeping himself relevant. Yes, we know he's, you know, supposedly said he not. And, Nothing is out of the realm of possibility. The never say never. Right. Um, you know, he's just had this indie feud with Blue Kane. Right. Um, but I'm going to say this. Taking a replica WWE women's title to another promotion and calling yourself one half of one half of the women's champions and stealing your wife's thunder, that was... A little too much for me. I don't think he was stealing her thunder at all. I feel like Chelsea Green was like, "Yeah, go for it, dude." This is Zach. This is uh, Matt Cardona using uh, social media to the best of his abilities, and he's always rocked at doing that. By oh, he has. <laughs> I always, yeah, I'm always yeah. waking up in the mornings, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Matt Cardona tweeted while I was asleep. But I mean, he's got. <laughs> You know, I mean, he's the new indie belt collector behind Austin Aries, Kenny Omega. Even Cody Rhodes to an, to an extent as well. Yeah. But I mean, like, he yeah. is he is playing it so smart by keeping the eyes on him. Cody Rhodes did the same thing when he, when he left WWE and went all around the world. Drew McIntyre did that too as well. But it's just, he's just on fire these days yeah i mean they all did but matt cardona has taken it next level um yes it's pro wrestling yes. pulling at its finest uh but i mean like you had that rivalry with blue cane and blue cane was trolling him that was right. fun watching that by the it way was. Too. it was <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm happy that we were able to end things here on a high note with some fun with Matt Cardona. Yes, I am. I am excited. I'm excited for the Chris Jericho cruise where I will finally get to meet Matt Cardona, who will be there. I'm um, so jealous God willing. you are, dude. <laughs> so jealous. God, God willing, he will be there. I really hope that I get the opportunity to meet him. He's watching. Uh, Watch he cancels out and he's like, I'm going to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, he just needs to sing Hosky live. Yeah. <laughs> OMD, where can the people find you? What you got coming up this week? Uh, coming up this week, I have the Boar's Nest on Thursday night with Bubba Duke. Could be at seven, could be at eight. Who knows? 
Um, as well, you can find me on Facebook as it's scrolling on the ticker, Daniel Horisic, and on my Snapchat, One Man Dynamic, capitals L-O-M-N-D. And again, I will put this out on Friday, August 4th. The Boar's Nest has a special episode coming up <laughs> where we are pausing the game to discuss mental health. Fantastic. Chris. All right. So you can find me at youtube.com uh, uh, at Chris Damage 83, channel name CBRS Entertainment, or you can find me on Twitch TV, CBRS underscore entertainment. You can also look me up threads.net at uh, CBS Films 83 and follow me on Facebook at Chris.best83, where I will, I've already, I'm going to be posting everything that we do here at OLE. I'm going to be promoting discussions, maybe some news stories that we haven't covered tonight on on that channel so awesome i want to give a huge shout out to our friends over at realwrestling.net news and views by real fans our relationship and partnership with real wrestling has been absolutely fantastic and i cannot thank them enough over there yes that means that turnbuckle talk is international baby because realwrestling.net is uk based this Friday, make sure that you're checking out our good friend Tom Collihue as he does a SmackDown watch-along. But before that, you'll be able to catch a episode of Spoiler Warning by Tom Collihue. Tom, thank you so much for the support that you've given us, and we always want to show it back to you. Thank you. We are I, on I still all the social shout out. <laughs> right? I still mark We're out on at all- that shout out I got yesterday. <laughs> we are on all the socials for our local establishment, whether it's TikTok, uh, Kick, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, we even have an email, olepodcasts at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. As for myself, you can follow me on all the different socials, but the easiest way for you to find me is going to be at my link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L. As I take one last drink of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper, I thank both of you for being here with me tonight. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>